This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Holdish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at www.mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and on my blog, The Whole Dish, www.mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. And the mobile version is available at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. Pasta is a food that I could eat perfectly happily every day in any way. People who know me know that I'm perfectly content at the end of a long day to just curl up with a plate of plain spaghetti or angel hair with olive oil or butter, salt, Parmesan cheese. It's There's very little in my book that's better for the minimal effort. But I also love a really, really finely conceptualized pasta dish that it has a variety of flavors and textures and you know a few unexpected elements just pops in the mouth um has a exceptional mouthfeel and so i do spend quite a bit of time exploring new techniques and recipes around pasta when i run across them i've posted a few unusual recipes over the past year, starting with about a year ago on January 22nd, actually, of this year, Crying Bucatini, which I adapted from a recipe published in the Chicago Tribune that they took from the London Plain restaurant in Seattle. And it it was a a really, really interesting fusion of kind of Thai and Italian flavors that I just find just intriguing and something that I certainly revisit on occasion, but because of the number of ingredients involved, the technique involved, it isn't like an everyday pasta dish for me. Similarly, I posted a recipe on November 29th for a duck Popperdell that certainly caught my attention because I was planning on roasting some ducks for a holiday party. And I viewed it as a great way to use leftover roasted meat plus the rendered fat for sauteing veggies in. This also combined some really, really unique flavors in my mind prunes or raisins or currants, which of course are natural with really savory, rich meats like duck. Um, as well as some radicchio, which I've really come to love in pasta dishes over the past couple of years. Sautéed for pasta carbonara was one of the first places I used it and really, really appreciate it there. This recipe also calls for some turnips, which I thought was an interesting kind of little bit of a bitter, sharp contrast to those other rich flavors. But there's also cheese and walnuts, <laughs> just just to keep this decadent with the paprodel or long egg noodles. So that's one to revisit from November 29th under the headline, Roast Duck Render Fat for Purposeful Paprodel. It would definitely be holiday worthy. You know, it, it's got that sort of festive air to it. And if you do end up doing duck for your holiday meal, it's a great vehicle, as I said, for leftovers after your 
your guests have departed. Certainly one that, that I'll have on my list. But the same story published in the Chicago Tribune also included a recipe that was even more unusual in my mind because it uses roasted green chilies, which comes off again as sort of a little bit of a fusion. I, I typically don't think of green chilies with pasta. And I thought, well, certainly worth a shot because I've got an entire freezer full. Well, not the entire freezer full, but several, several freezer bags um, kind of taking up space in my freezer of chilies grown in my garden roasted and stashed away simply because there's just so many so many over the summer we can't even use them all in salsa I can't even begin to store them all pickled and roasting them and freezing them is really a, a very very useful way to extend the season and particularly if I can use it in a dish that's a little bit unexpected instead of just sort of that typical chili or pozole which we like and so I'm definitely planning on putting some of those into this orecchiette with roasted green chili sausage and leeks that is the current post on my blog from December 19th under the headline green chilies enhance hearty bowl of orecchiette and orecchiette pasta if you're not familiar with them are the little ears in Italian that sort of little not a shell shape but almost like they just look like a little um China hat, you know, a, almost a shape of a limpet, if you're familiar with that mollusk that, you know, is clings to rocks and coastal tide pools. It's what that pasta looks like, little ears. And it's a really, really nice shape and weight consistency for something that's a little heavier and sort of in bite-sized pieces, not long strands. I first was sort of reminded of this pasta when I took a bag out of it from the pantry this past week for my husband to combine with some roasted Brussels sprouts and bacon. He had in mind a, a pasta salad with kind of a mustardy lemony vinaigrette, and I saw that he had penne on the counter, which is the shape he prefers in most instances. And I said, you know, that sounds really great, what you're doing. He just sort of made it up wasn't a dish either one of us had made before. I said, but why don't you try this pasta? It's it's going to go really, really nicely with the roasted Brussels sprouts. And it did. So much so that we thought we'd make it again. Maybe it's just a fully developed pasta dish with a cream sauce or you know a little bit of blue cheese. But we will definitely also try this orecchiette with roasted green chilies, sausage and leeks. And in fact, I may even end up adapting it to the chorizo, ground chorizo I often have on hand in my freezer, particularly with the green chilies, just sort of mimicking those flavors. And to sweeten that up, because it will be spicy, of course, with a combination of chili and chorizo, maybe some roasted butternut squash. It's something I have on hand. I often roast a whole squash and then only use part of it and leave some in the freezer. It, it's a great addition to so many pasta dishes. I've been known to stir it into my kids' mac and cheese and hope they don't <laughs> make too much of a fuss, but it would be delicious in this dish as well. In lieu of leeks, although I'm certainly a fan of leeks as well. There's two variations of this recipe, either a tomato marinara 
version or a cream sauce version. And of course, in my mind, the spiciness and the butternut squash would play really well off of the cream sauce if I was was going to go that route. Or with the sausage, it leaned maybe a little bit more toward the tomato marinara sauce. Either way, it's your call. Both versions are presented in this recipe posted to my blog from December 19th. And so we will discuss orchiette with roasted green chili sausage and leeks in this podcast. It calls for three green chilies, a pound of uncooked sweet or spicy Italian sausage. If you use chorizo, I might reduce that quantity a little bit just because of the spice, because of the fat, maybe to a half pound or so. A large leek, a olive oil, garlic cloves, a cup of chicken broth, three cups of tomato marinara, or one cup of heavy whipping cream, a quarter teaspoon salt, black pepper, a pound of orecchiette pasta, four loosely packed cups of baby kale or spinach, and freshly grated pecorino romano cheese. It starts with roasting the chilies if you don't already have roasted chilies on hand. I would say you could use substituted jarred roasted red pepper in this recipe, but then you're going to completely lose that kind of Latin fusion inspiration because roasted red pepper is, of course, pretty much a natural with Italian food would be a different dish entirely. And I'm not necessarily aware of a widely available roasted and jarred green chili other than if you're getting them from your home freezer like I am. So you can start with fresh chilies and roast them yourself which is very straightforward. It takes a, a few minutes and it starts by arranging the chilies on a baking sheet set about six inches from your oven broiler. You can also do this on an open flame if you have a gas range. I prefer to do it in the oven just because as they roast, juices will come off of these peppers. And I personally would rather contain that on a baking sheet rather than like dripping into my range element. It's personal preference. But um, if you do it under the oven broiler, you can close the door, kind of keep the the smell in there and just turn the peppers about once through broiling, maybe more than once if they're really large and not getting blackened on all sides. Because the goal is to have them blistered, blackened on all sides so the skin comes off very easily. And this takes about 10 minutes. The best way to deal with these, I find, is to transfer them to a bowl and cover with plastic wrap to kind of steam a little bit more. That loosens the skin even further. Those aren't the instructions in this recipe. I haven't tried this method, but it calls for cooling them under a towel and using the towel to rub off the blackened skins. I've also seen instructions in some recipes for putting them in a paper bag and using the bag itself to rub the skins off. Either way, the goal is to remove as much of the skin as possible. You certainly don't want hard, crunchy bits of blackened pepper skin in your nice kind of luxurious pasta dish. Remove the core and the stems from the chilies. You can rinse them if they simply are just 
too hot to handle still and there are a lot of seeds clinging to them. I try to avoid that because if you rinse them, you're rinsing off a lot of that sweet caramelized flavor, which you want when you have roasted a green chili in particular. So while you can rinse them under cool running water and kind of let those seeds just sort of run off. You can also spend a little bit more time and and sort of futz around with them, just getting the seeds off, dabbing with paper towel, maybe just your fingertips. It's not too, too difficult. Cut the roasted pepper flesh into half inch wide strips and then cut those strips into one inch lengths. And that should do it for preparing the, the chilies. Put the pound of uncooked, loose, sweet or spicy Italian sausage. This could either be like bulk sausage um, in a chub, or you can get fresh sausages that are in casings, remove them from the casing and discard the casing. Put that into a large, deep, nonstick skillet, and then cook that on about medium heat, breaking the sausage up into little pieces until it's golden. You don't want it really, really browned. Um, because it starts to get a hard crust on the outside, but golden and cooked through, which takes about eight minutes is the goal. You can pour off a little excess fat if that seems appropriate. Certainly, if you're choosing to use something like chorizo, you're going to have a lot more fat that you may want to discard. But you do want a little bit of fat still left in the pan because you're going to use that to continue to saute the rest of the ingredients starting with the leek. You want to make sure your leeks are well rinsed. And I have addressed this previously in my podcast. One easy way to do that is to cut the dark green part off the leek. It's usually kind of like a notch where the light green part kind of turns into the darker green coarse leaves. There's, There's usually an obvious place to cut them. I find. And then once you've cut off and discarded that really, really tough end of the leek, then you can slice the remaining part of it lengthwise without cutting through the root end. The idea is to keep the root end intact because then you can open up the leek like a fan and fan out all the layers as you rinse it under cool running water. That's usually sufficient to remove any grit because leeks can be very, very gritty depending on the conditions they were grown under. Sometimes you end up with such dirty leeks, I've seen other sources recommend slicing them and just putting them in a salad spinner and rinsing and and spinning all the water off. I don't usually find that that's necessary. But once you have cleaned the leek, you want to thinly slice it crosswise. Um, so you have sort of half moon shapes, which will fall apart because there's layers in there like an onion. So add that to the pan with two tablespoons additional olive oil with some of that fat from the sausage. Cook on medium heat, medium low if it starts to get a little brown for three to four minutes. You also want to peel and finely chop four garlic cloves for this. You can do that while the leek is cooking as you're going to add the garlic at the very end. So after the leek has softened about four minutes, stir in the peeled and minced garlic and cook for another minute. Garlic does not need to overcook. If it starts to brown, it turns bitter. And so I have been known to say 
more than one occasion, just until you can smell it. When you smell that garlic aroma, it's cooked enough, you know, not even a minute, 30 seconds sometimes is sufficient. Once that's done, stir in to the skillet one cup chicken broth and three cups, if you are choosing the marinara sauce option of tomato marinara, or if you are choosing to serve this with a cream sauce, one cup heavy whipping cream. Heat that to a boil, season with a quarter teaspoon salt and black pepper to taste. I have also said on a number of my podcasts, if I'm doing a cream sauce, cream-based anything, I prefer white pepper, both just for the color. You don't get those black flecks and the flavor. I really like the milder flavor and use white pepper very, very often. You can also put crushed red peppers if your sausage is not spicy enough in at this point. Remove the skillet from the heat. Heat a large heavy bottom pot full of salted water to boiling and add the pound of orecchiette pasta. Cook until it's al dente, of course, not mushy, still little little bite to it for about 12 to 15 minutes. Scoop out and reserve about a half cup cooking liquid before draining all of the pasta. Stir the cooked pasta into the skillet with the sausage mixture and then return that to high heat for one to two minutes just to loosen everything up. You can further loosen the texture by dribbling in a little of the reserved pasta water that helps the sauce come together, all the other ingredients to cling to the cooked pasta. And then add four loosely packed cups, baby kale or spinach, your choice, stirring to to wilt those, as well as the roasted and chopped green chilies. Toss to heat everything through to combine it for about a minute. Serve it right away with freshly shredded Pecorino Romano cheese, which is a sheep's milk cheese traditionally in Italy that has a sharper, saltier flavor, or Parmesan would also be nice with this. And that makes eight servings of orecchiette with roasted green chilies, sausage, and leeks. You can find that recipe on my current blog, The Whole Dish, under the headline, Green Chilies Enhance Hearty Bowl of Orecchiette, posted on December 19th. Thank you for listening to The Whole Dish.